every day the way I operate is totally different and it's not about the product for me as much as it is about the process and what I mean about the process the process saved my life you see my mother had me when she was 15 years old right over on the east side of Atlanta we came up in this neighborhood by the name of Kirkwood drug dealer on every corner gang members in the neighborhood two bedroom home 14 people used to sleep on the floor Got the opportunity to sleep in the bed one time out of the week. It was six of us in the bed, three at the foot, three at the head. And I came up with this dream pretty quick. I said, man, I want to go to the NFL because I had eight uncles in that house, all eight of which are still going in and out of prison. And so pretty quick, I said, man, I want to go to the NFL. So I went to my big cousin tomorrow one night. I said, man, listen, I want to go to the NFL. So we got to work for this thing. So the thing we're going to do every night, we're going to be patient. We're going to engage in consistent action. Every night, we're going to race light pole to light pole with no shoes. So every night we would get out in the street, race light pole to light pole. One night a coach came down the street. He signed me and my cousins up for organized sports, right? First time being in organized sports. We get in organized sports. The thing was, after practice, everybody would leave to go home. And I always had to sit on the bench and wait on my mother because she worked that way. And so when my mother would show up in the park, it would be about 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night. So I'm sitting there and when my mother would pull up, she drove the old beard regal, hubcaps off the car seats, torn up, the car was all beat up. And she would pull up in the park 10.30 at night. I would jump off the bench. I would sprint over to my mother. I would say, Mom, if you don't mind, can you please sit back in your car and turn on your car like, I have to do some extra drills. I have to go to the NFL. She would never have to work another day in your life. And I knew my mother was tired. And every night, my mother would sit back in that car, and those car lights would hit that field, and he had a seven-year-old kid doing back telling drills, running sprints, running laps, chasing his dream to go to the NFL. But just beyond those car lights, I could always connect with my mother's eyes, so it made me dig a little bit deeper, it made me push myself a little bit further, it made me work a little bit harder. It created a certain level of sweat equity in what I was doing. It created a certain level of pride in what I was doing. You know why people quit? People don't have pride in what they do. You know why people stop? They're selfish, and it's just about them. But when you have a big purpose to why you're doing what you're doing and you want to honor the sacrifices that others have made for you, it's nothing for you to keep going when you hit adversity. If every decision and choice you make is just about you, at a certain point you're going to hit something that's a lot tougher than you and it's going to make you quit because you don't have a driving force for why you do what you do. But when I got up to the University of Tennessee, it was simple. It was simple for me to give everything I had. My freshman year, I played special teams. My sophomore season, I broke the star lineup, had a really strong sophomore season. The summer heading into my junior year, I still remember the day where I was sitting in our film room, and I was watching film on the California Bears. My defensive backs coach, Larry Slade, came in the room. He said, Inky, I got some good news for you. I dropped the click. I said, what is it? He said, man, you're projected top 30 draft pick, son. He said, all you have to do is play the next 10 football games. You're an automatic multimillionaire. I went out of the room. I called my mother and my grandmother on the three-way. I said, after this season, there will be no more struggle. I said, we would never miss another meal. I said, we would never experience another Christmas when we have to stand on the side of the curb and just be grateful. Now, I hung it up. First football, I went out, played great, got an interception, shut Cal down. Second game, we playing against Air Force, got late in the game, fourth quarter. Guy dropped back, he threw the ball to a receiver coming down my sideline. Me and the guy, we went head on. Soon as the guy felt as if every breath of my body left. Body went completely left. Fell to the ground, I blacked out. Never happened to me. My eyes open, I'll never forget. My teammates ran over, they said, Ain't get up, let's go. I said, I can't. I said, I can't move. What do you mean you can't move? Y'all locked down corner, we need you, let's go. I said, no, man, but this time I can't move. I flipped my head up to the sky, I said, I said, surely nothing is happening in this moment that can alter my life. 
They got me over to the hospital. They took me back. They ran scans. They brought me back into my room. And all in a 15-second time frame, the doctor came running in from the opposite side. He said, hey, we got to rush this guy back to emergency surgery. He's about to die. I said, what? He said, son, you have busted up some clavian artery in your chest. You're bleeding internally. We have to rush you back. Main vein out of your left leg, plug it into your chest in order to save your life. I opened my eyes from recovery. The same doctor was over me. He said, son, has some good news, some bad news for you. I said, you got some bad news for me? I have to tell him I was about to die. still alive. How bad can it get? I'm saying. He said, good news is we saved your life. I said, thank you. He said, the bad news is, ink, you have nerve damage in your right shoulder. I said, okay, cool. He said, but son, it's a strong possibility that you probably can never play the game of football again. I said, no way. I said, no disrespect to you, doc, but... I've been working this ever since I was seven years old. I said, no disrespect to you, Doc, but you wasn't in the park with me and my mother. When I was seven years old and she was sitting in that Buick Regal, she got done working at Wendy's. No disrespect to you, Doc. I didn't come up in that two-bedroom home, 14 people sleeping on the floor. No disrespect to you, Doc, but you didn't miss those meals and stay focused and never made an excuse. Never cheated. I never cheated. Like, my conscience still as day won't let me cheat. Like, I can't cheat. I can't look myself in the mirror and think you did a good job knowing that I, I can't cheat. One of the greatest pieces of advice that my mother gave me was this. Son, whenever you start, you make sure you finish. And with the world today, people get involved with things, and if they don't like a certain person, if they don't like the process, if it's not what they thought it was, they quit. And what they don't understand about quitting, quitting becomes a habit that doesn't affect you. Later on in life, when you get a wife and you get some kids or you get a family, it's going to come back to hunt and it will one day affect them. That is why I tell you the process is more than a product. It's not even about the outcome for me. It's about can you take in what you do as an individual and every night when you look in the mirror that you gave everything you had to it. And we have to the point where we're willing to impose our will on certain things. Impose your will on it. My life totally changed. And they gave me an opportunity to stop. And most people, when you give them an opportunity to stop while they're chasing, they take advantage of it because they feel as if, man, why did this have to happen to me? I felt as if, why not me? This is a perfect opportunity to use this to be a blessing to somebody else. And you know what? It's not even about me to be truthful. It's about me. Now it's about repaying the people that invested in me and saw something in me when I couldn't see it in myself. Certain point in life, it can't just be about you. And the moment that we understand that in every wake up, we understand that life is a blessing and life is a gift. And if you were to check out, how would you want to be remembered? It's bigger than you.